we'd like to welcome you back to part three of our emergency freedom alerts for March 1st, 2021. Uh, it's probably our last part here. And the next report is Democrats accelerate the President Harris plans, which very much goes along with what we're looking at here with uh, this dumpster fire called Joe Biden, essentially. The groundwork continues to be laid for Harris to supplant Biden as President of the United States. This has been the plan all along, but it, it seems that as though they're accelerating their efforts. The likely reason is the fact that his cognitive skills continue to fade, perhaps more rapidly than they'd even hoped. He's been showing signs of mental acuity challenges, potentially full-blown dementia, since a few weeks after he announced his candidacy, candidacy in 2019. We witnessed him slip rapidly, particularly in the months following his nomination. Ever since Inauguration Day, he's been limited in when he's allowed to speak. When he actually does speak, it's almost a total embarrassment. So, not anything we really didn't know, but just to kind of let you know that that's looks like that's the plan. Uh, next report, <clears throat> uh, this is how the left plans to justify their own rampant lawlessness. We reported in an ANP All News Network or All News Pipeline story on Wednesday that according to former Muslim Ayan Hiri Ali, the woke culture now fully embraced by the political left in America has far more in common with radical Islam than many would think. With both political philosophies seeking to shut down free speech while censoring and destroying anyone who disagrees with them, and we'll further explore this with the ANP story, it's not a stretch at all to suggest that America is being herded toward outright totalitarianism in 2021 with, quote, woke culture also standing in direct opposition to the United States Constitution, and specifically the First Amendment in America, proof that such a culture won't stand in America without full-scale dismantling of the Constitution. This important news story over at altmarket.com warns that exactly the way that we're heading with authoritarians always taking a series of steps to take down freedom as we're seeing across America. Yet with radical left authoritarians absolutely needing to fully dismantle both the First and Second Amendments to have any real opportunity of accomplishing their war goals, it's no surprise that they're attempting to do so right now. With the anti-gun advocates now pushing Joe Biden to act on gun control, <clears throat> while free speech advocates push to turn America and the world into, quote, woke Hollywood. From this alt-market story titled, How Societies Are in Prison, the whole world will be like, the whole world will one day be like Hollywood. And there's a link to that. We read from this report. What we see in the film industry and in the corporate world in general today is a complete and unfettered satanic propaganda. We have moved beyond the phase of subversively hidden manipulations to a new stage in which propaganda has become blatant and aggressive. Almost every new movie and television series, not to mention most commercials, are rife with leftist distortions. You will be hard-pressed to find any content this day that doesn't push ideas like, number one, endless feminist platitudes. Two, mentions of patriarchy and white privilege as being, you know, horrible. Three, ridiculous exaggerations of racism in America, as if nothing has changed since the days of Jim Crow. Four, oppression of women, rape culture, etc., as if all the tenets of the first and second wave feminism have not already been accomplished. Depicting the oppression of women where none actually exists. Uh, five, women c constantly portrayed as overly masculine with traits and abilities that defy their biology. Uh, one lady, that Gina Carino, uh, she was a former MMA champion, okay? And I saw, I've seen pictures of her on that show she plays in the Star Wars series, The, the Mandalorian. I mean, she looks like she's a full-on like linebacker playing for the New York Giants, I mean, she has got to be on all kind of steroids in order to look that huge as a woman. And in The Mandalorian, from what I could gather, she's like the main, one of the main enforcers. She's like the sheriff of one of the towns and, and uh, one of the main ones that absolutely, totally a, a series that has all these women that just absolutely annihilate every man in their path, particularly white guys in particular. And they're the chief... Um, enforcers of typically 
typically good and and they're they're always out there to beat the the evil wicked white men and to annihilate them and it's so easy for them it's laughable to do their jobs and it's a it's an absolute this is just all across the board in hollywood this is one of the most overriding obnoxious themes you'll see over and over is that what i just described to you uh, going further, six, men, especially white men, consistently portrayed as weak, stupid, and feminine. Seven, masculinity, strength, competition, and merit portrayed as destructive and toxic and outdated. Eight, common positive feminine traits like nurturing, child-rearing, homemaking portrayed as obsolete or oppressive. Nine, forced and unrealistic diversity, which misrepresents the actual statistical racial makeup of the U.S. population in other Western nations. 10, saturation of gay and trans representation, uh, whereas a tiny percentage of the population is made to appear as if it's a vast movement that inhabits every person's daily experience. 11, older generations cast as confused and ignorant and removed from film and television completely. 12, younger people portrayed as wise leaders cleaning up the messes of the older generations, somehow blessed with extensive knowledge and experience by the mere virtue of their youth. 13, history erased and rewritten to reflect modern leftist ideals. And this is the new normal now, okay? So with the leftist roadmap not only laid out before us, but being stuffed down our throats as this story has worn, what we're witnessing is nothing less than the corporate culture and Marxist culture being melded together until they're one and the same. They want that environment of oppression and fear to become the standard. They want everyone to be afraid to speak or to disagree or to step away from their agenda. Next report, the Biden blowout and the final looting of America. And this is from Mike Adams. He says, I'm calling the Biden blowout the final fake currency printing blowout that will end the dollar empire and crush the last remnants of the once great nation known as the United States of America. With the Biden regime now on track to print $7 trillion in 2021 alone, we are rapidly approaching the currency collapse endgame. And only those who prepare in advance will survive. Well, <clears throat> you know, it's... Take it to the Lord. It's in the Lord's hands. Um, and God knows your position. You know what I mean? But the Bible does say, The prudent man foreseeth the evil and hideth himself, and the simple pass on and are punished. So it is good to understand, like the men of Ishakar, they were understanding of the times and days that they were living in. And they were able to make wise, educated decisions as a result of that. The men of Ishakar in the Bible. So in today's situation update, I discussed the pure madness of the Monty printing machine and why it can't be stopped. In fact, globalists are accelerating it on, on purpose because they know they'll be able to confiscate private assets of those who fail to protect themselves, which will be most people. The global reset is, planned, is a planned global looting scheme designed, disguised as a currency crisis. The goal of the Biden regime is to print as much fake money as possible and then hand it out to as many left-wing allies as possible before the final collapse gets triggered. That's the end point of the COVID stimulus bill, which is nothing more than a grand money laundering operation to enrich Democratic loyalists. So, you know, I've been saying that for a long, long time, that it's just a matter of time. Something's got to give when you print money out of thin air. You just can't do it forever. And we're most likely going to see that under, under Biden if, if he makes it another week, and then it'll be under Kamala Harris. Now, just some current event headlines. <clears throat> just going to give you a bullet point. Uh, actually, we just covered this because it's it's regarding Biden. And these are actually some positive reports. International travelers are walking out of Ontario's Mississauga. I don't know. Pearson Airport and ignoring quarantine rules. Uh, millions march against the co coercive COVID vaccination agenda in Melbourne, Australia. North Dakota House votes to make mask mandates illegal. Our state is not a prison camp. Uh, the CDC is being sued for COVID fraud. The New York Times blasted for citing unpublished research inciting fear about the new COVID variant. Doctor proves lockdowns are 10 times deadlier than you know COVID itself. Fauci admits that COVID testing is inaccurate. These are just all different reports you can click on. They're also in the newsletter already posted on contendingfortruth.com, the most current one. And then we have uh, poll, half of U.S. military families do not want the COVID-19 vaccine. And uh, I'm actually going to cover this soon. 
it's just satanically and amazingly totally coincidental that the UK health authorities say that not a single case of flu has been detected this year. Amazingly, the flu has vanished off the earth. And the reason is, is because they're counting it as COVID. And they're openly admitting to do that. And I'm going to get into that um, very soon. Then the new normal. Uh, this guy named Dan Dix on Twitter says, this is unbelievably unaccountable unacceptable behavior on behalf of Canadian tire employees who took matter into their own hands, forcefully assaulting and arresting a, a customer for just not wearing a mask. I mean, if you see this video, it will make your blood boil. Five, I think it's five guys gang up on this guy in their auto store, wrestle him to the ground, okay, because he's not wearing a mask. They, they could have just escorted him out no 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 they've got to wrestle him to the guy they had handcuffs like they were the police almost choked the guy out and killed him he was saying i couldn't breathe i couldn't breathe and um could have killed the guy very easily or induced a heart attack or something like that but you know that's that's the that's the new normal evidently in canada if you go to a tire store you better watch out you know or, or any other store for that matter then Pfizer CEO says every year you'll have to get the annual uh, flu shot for COVID. Yeah, well, I ain't gonna, Pfizer CEO, you devil from the pit of hell. Then COVID-19 messenger RNA shots are legally not vaccines. They're actually irreversible gene therapy with no off switch. I will be, I'll be covering that in an upcoming report. Then the WHO greenlights the messenger RNA vaccine experimentation on pregnant women and newborn infants so we've got that to also look forward to as well because they care so much then health officials push push pregnant women to get covid shots despite the known health risks next report white house enlists social media giants to suppress vaccine misinformation then air force surgeon says it's your duty to get the covid vaccine these are just all absolute total uh just devices of satan in action as you're seeing here uh fauci says we will have to wear masks until 2023 even though i just played you this the 60 minutes interview from last week where he admitted just last may that wearing the masks in mass is just ridiculous and pointless essentially but now he's saying we got to wear the mask till 2023 uh presents new and ridiculous COVID rules without any scientific justification and all i'm telling you is that um i just would resist this every everywhere that you could resist it at okay um, then FDA says Johnson and Johnson COVID vaccine is safe. Oh, I'm sure. Emergency approval expected within days, and I believe that's already been done. Then women vaccinated for COVID-19 may show symptoms of breast cancer as side effect. Well, of course, and sterilization, and only God knows what else. What else they're going to get? Then shocking videos of forced COVID vaccinations in Germany, uh, German nursing homes, are painful to watch. The attorney for these people said we're dealing with homicide, maybe even murder. Nice. Then 22 elderly with dementia dead one week after the experimental COVID-19 uh, injections in the Netherlands. Then healthcare worker in Orange County, uh, California dies four days after getting an experimental COVID-19 injection. Then dozens and dozens of teachers in Northern Italy call in sick after taking AstraZeneca's experimental kill shot. Then hospitals in France forced to slow down COVID experimental injections as healthcare workers are falling in droves. Then three nuns die and 28 test positive for COVID-19 after taking the first uh, experimental kill shot. So again, you're going to get COVID-19 from, of course, they're not even checking for that, but and that's a whole other thing. But anyway, then Spain, another nine home care residents dead and 78 infected with COVID-19 days after receiving the Pfizer kill shot. Then woman dies immediately after getting COVID-19 vaccine in Virginia then no autopsy performed on Gloucester, Gloucester woman who's uh, died minutes after receiving the Pfizer kill shot. Then no autopsy performed on this Gloucher, Glouch, Gloucester woman uh, after receiving the vaccine. Of course not. They're not going to perform. A, uh, it was all natural causes. She just died within minutes of getting the vaccine and it was all a coincidence. Yeah, of course. Now, uh, remember, it's about 1% of the vaccine injuries are actually reported and the cdc admitted and this was back on the 12th that 929 are dead from the kill shot just in america alone now remember usually only one percent of the vaccine 
injuries are, are reported according to VAERS, their own vaccine reporting system. So that could be, you know, a hundred times worse and it wouldn't surprise me if it was, but they're going to suppress all that information. 929 dead. This is straight from the CDC. And this was, this was like three weeks ago almost. And 15,923 injured. Now remember, that's just probably 1% of how actually how many are injured as well. So you could probably times the 929 dead and the almost 16,000 injured by a factor of 100 potentially. Because the hospitals in these types of places are not encouraging their co-workers to call theirs and report these things. It's, you know, it's rare. Then nurse, uh, nurse Christy Simmons is in agonizing pain, neurological issues, spasms from the COVID vaccine. You can watch a video of her writhing in agony. Then woman dies immediately after getting COVID-19 vaccine in, in Virginia. Uh, okay, I'm sorry, I already po reported on that one. Uh, UK government, shocking report, experimental messenger RNA kill shot caused 1,716 cases of eye disorders and left 22 people blind. And who knows how many people with the 1,716 will become blind from the shot. Yeah. Then study, CDC caught massively inflating coronavirus cases and deaths in violation of federal law. Then we have breaking courts in Spain order forced COVID-19 vaccination of incapacitated nursing home residents because they want to kill them all off, obviously. Then nursing home death warrants were signed by panic governors using Gates-funded forecasting. Then FDA hides documents about weed killer in vaccines. Now, why would they do that? I wonder. I wonder about that. So let's go to the next report, Bombshell. The CDC is being sued for COVID fraud. Now, we'll see if anything comes of this, but the flu is being called COVID-19. The COVID-19 is a total scam. Now, this PhD who you're going to hear, I put all of his, like, um, the reports and his original reports and his credentials in three different links below this video you're going you're about to hear here it's very brief but it man does it say a mouthful i have a phd in virology and immunology i'm a clinical lab scientist and have tested 1500 supposed positive covid 19 samples collected here in southern california 1500 supposed positive covid 19 samples in california now again this gentleman, let me let me just give you, maybe if I can give you a little more background, because I wish I, I wish the video was done in such a way. Um, the following statements are made by Dr. Derek Klaus on the identity of a virus and the failures of the PCR tests are collaborated by numerous scientific studies, including the WHO. Uh, and again, it gives his. That's who we're dealing with here, Dr. Derek Klaus. Okay, and. Uh, I give you again three different links on his credentials and on his original post regarding this. All right, let me go back to this. My lab team and I did the testing through Koch's postulates and observation under a scanning electron microscope. We found no COVID in any of the 1500 samples. No COVID, none in any of the 1500 samples. What we found was that all of the 1,500 samples were mostly influenza A and yeah. some were influenza B. Which means it was the flu. It was antigens from the flu. This is flu season. Oh, there's not, it's, it's amazing. There's not a single case of it anywhere. You could have knocked me over with a feather. Well, wonders never cease. Well, it's because they're counting them all as COVID now. There is, as far as I can see, they're not testing for COVID. If it does exist, they're not testing for it. But all the flu cases are being rolled into COVID and the common cold and any other antigens that might have been produced from a flu shot. That's what's being, and not only that, the PCR tests are unbelievably inaccurate anyway. But not a single case of COVID, and we did not use the BCSP, the the BSPCR test. It's polymerase chain reaction test. Celia Farber does wonderful journalism on the so top. She, oh, so he didn't use that test because it's totally inaccurate and he was trying to actually be accurate. 
I did videos on this channel for that. We then sent the remainder of the samples to Stanford, Cornell, and a few of the University of California labs, and they found the same results as we did. No COVID. They found influenza A and B. All of us then spoke to the CDC and asked for viable samples of COVID, which CDC said they could not provide as they did not have any samples. Yes, which is exactly what I've been telling you now for months, that they don't have any samples. They admit to not having any samples of COVID-19. Now, whether they exist or not, I don't know, but they're not checking for it at all. So when somebody tells me they have COVID, it's like, no, you most likely don't because they're not even checking for it. And the tests are highly inaccurate anyway, the PCR tests. And so many of the PCR tests are pre-contaminated anyway with only God knows what. And if they are picking up anything, it's like an old flu shot or, or a common cold, the antigens that are floating around from one of those that you've had in the past, or influenza A or influenza B, like he's talking about, the flu. But it's not COVID-19. We have now come to the firm conclusion through all our research and lab work, that the COVID-19 was imaginary and fictitious. The flu was called COVID, and most of the 225,000 dead were dead through comorbidities, yes. such as heart disease, cancer, diabetes, emphysema, etc. Of course. Then they got the flu, which further weakened their immune systems, and they died. Right. I have well, and not only that, then they put them on a ventilator, which is, like, contraindicated for that. Put them on a ventilator, turn it way up, blow out their lungs, kill them off. Well, they get another thirty-nine grand though from Medicare for putting them on the ventilator, and then thirteen thousand for that COVID diagnosis. So there was a tremendous monetary incentive by these satanic hospitals to do that and to put them on the ventilator because then that would give Satan his another death uh, statistic that they could blame on COVID nineteen and then create more panic from that to find a single viable sample of COVID-19 to work with. We at the seven universities that did the lab tests on these 1,500 samples are now suing the CDC for COVID-19 fraud. The CDC has yet to send us a single viable, isolated, and purified sample of COVID-19. If they can't or won't send us a viable sample, I say there is no COVID-19. It is fictitious. The four research papers that do describe the genomic extracts of the COVID-19 virus never were successful in isolating and purifying the samples. Mm -hmm. All the four papers written on COVID-19 only describe small bits of RNA, which were only 37 to 40 base pairs long, which is not a virus. A viral genome is typically 30,000 to 40,000 base pairs. Wow. With as bad as COVID is supposed to be all over the place, how come no one in any lab worldwide has ever isolated and purified this virus in its entirety? That's because there never really was, they never really found the virus. All they've ever found was small pieces of RNA, which were never identified as the virus anyway. So what we're dealing with is just another flu strain. Like every year, COVID-19 does not exist and is fictitious i believe china okay the video gets cut off there uh that was one of the most important three minute videos i have played since this whole scamdemic started okay and again i'm gonna probably put out a separate email i've got i've already got a separate file for this on how covid is a scam it's an absolute total scam okay and I'm probably going to put a separate video where I put this report, his credentials, and then I'm going to go, and then I'm now I'm going to go into some other information that supports this that I have covered in previous studies that further confirmed. See, when I when I heard this, I'm like, this guy's confirming. I mean, I've I have I have said every single thing that he said essentially in previous studies, postulating at bare minimum that that was the case. He just confirmed it for us all. Some other supporting uh, reports here. Here's, here's the first one. The CDC is now grouping pneumonia, influenza, whether it's A or B, the flu, which is called influenza, the flu, and COVID-19 deaths as together as PIC, P-I-C, meaning pneumonia, influenza, and covid they're grouping them all together. So pneumonia is, encountered, 
is, is also included in that. Common cold and all these other things I said. While discontinuing conveniently reporting on influenza hospitalizations because supposedly the number for the flu is too low, even though the 1,500 samples he analyzed, and he did it the right way without a PCR test, they happen to show that the vast majority were influenza A and B, which is what you would expect to see during this time of year anyway. And nothing's changed. But supposedly, the, the wonderful hospitals have stopped testing for influenza because the number is too low. Despite being in the middle of the flu season. Guys, this is the biggest scam ever perpetuated on humanity. Really is. But the clear reason the flu numbers are too, quote, low are because all the flu cases are being counted as COVID-19, as this doctor just confirmed, his PhD. This is total satanic insanity. Next report, just satanic, and I, you heard me mention this earlier, just satanically amazing and totally coincidental, UK health authorities say there's not a single case of flu detected this year. The flu has vanished from off the earth. Amazing. Health authorities in England have announced that not a single case of influenza has been detected this year. When there were, I mean, obviously, thousands upon thousands every other year. The flu is almost non-existent in the USA and Australia as well. While the Canadian government stopped reporting flu cases back in 2019. When COVID-19 COVID appeared, oh, how convenient. According to the World Health Organization, there's almost no cases of flu on Earth today at all. I guess they just feel like humanity is so stupid and that they will not check into this whatsoever or question anything. So that's my only conclusion. I'm not saying that about my listeners. I'm just saying that's what they must feel. And I guess they're getting away with it so far. The churches aren't doing anything. As far as I can see, they're just going along with the satanic agenda. Should be salt and light, but no, 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 no salt and light in the church today. No, 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 no. We want to go along with Satan's agenda. According to the who, and I don't mean like underground churches, and I'm talking like the 501c3 corporate ones yoked up with the government. According to the who, uh, the seasonal flu has almost entirely disappeared from the earth. So what cured it? As we previously highlighted, other health... Nothing cured it. It's, it's still there. It's just they're counting them as all as COVID, obviously. As we previously highlighted, other health experts have suggested that the flu cases are so dramatically low because influenza cases are being found, falsely counted as COVID cases. Exactly what we just heard. Last month, top epidemiologist Newt Witkowski asserted that, quote, influenza has been renamed COVID-19 in large part, end of quote. Okay. Again, I've been saying this for months. This is total confirmation of what I've been telling you now. Then, I've given you this before. CDC admits to the FDA, there's no such thing as COVID-19. At least, not what we're checking for. The CDC document confirms Principa Scientifica Scientific International claims that there has never been any successful laboratory test to isolate and confirm the existence of SARS-CoV-2 virus alleged to have caused the COVID-19 scamdemic. In effect, the science tells us there is no virus. Next report, FDA COVID-19 virus has never been isolated. For months, and this was back in August, for months, we've been told that a new novel coronavirus has been killing tens of thousands of people, and we all need to wear masks, close businesses, stay at home, and such. Uh, and this is before the kill shot. The people telling us to do these things are governors, officials, the U.S. Centers for Disease Control, state-level public health officials, and the like. All of it has been a complete fraud. Yes, that's right, a fraud. All these so-called professionals and medical experts have never, not once, actually isolated the virus, which they say causes COVID-19. According to the U.S. Food and Drug Administration, the FDA, they say, quote, no quantified virus isolates of the uh, 2019 NCOV um, virus are currently available, end of quote. That's right, no quantified virus isolates none. So there you go. Right there. Now, I, I'm going to go ahead and, and 
uh, publish this as a, like I said, a, a separate email or a separate newsletter. Just that little bit that we just play, because that's something that, you know, would be easy to point people to as far as a link, you know, regarding this whole scam demic. That blows it right out of the water, just that one thing. Okay, so I just got this right on cue from a, a listener. Door-to-door -door vaccinations via the National Guard are now starting in Texas. So the thing is, is, it, is that's why I'm trying to get the word out on this because, man, they're not backing off. They, they are, uh, they're doubling, tripling down on, on this thing and they're going to try to kill as many people with this kill shot as, as possible. And I'm, I'm assuming, yeah, this is Governor Greg Abbott in Satanist, Luciferian. Uh, he's making this account announcement in Corpus Crispy. I'm sorry, Corpus Christi, <laughs> Corpus Crispy. <laughs> Update on states vaccination distribution from the, on the local news so here's a satanist making his little announcement about this this will, this will warm the uh, cockles of your heart there more than 1100 the start. state will deploy more than 1100 national guard across the state to help communities vaccinate homebound seniors homebound seniors so you want to kill off the most vulnerable um, in our in our society, it's just very very important we kill off as many elderly as humanly possible before any more information gets out about this, and and we want to make sure that that kill shot is doing maximum damage before any other people wake up. So we are going to, from a Luciferian standpoint, go at breakneck speed and even use the National Guard to administer our kill shot. To kill off all these useless eaters. I'm, I'm translating for you what they're really saying. Some National Guard will be involved in the identification and registration of the seniors in the community to get them on the list to be able to get the vaccine. Uh-huh. They're, they're not going to be around much longer after they get it, so, you know. National Guard will be involved in the vaccination process. This effort begins this coming week. How, this How incredibly beyond sickening that they're using our own National Guard to do this. Um, I, I just, I, I'm, I'm just speechless, basically. Man. Oh, wow. Okay, I just added that in just now. And then I got this this week from a, a listener. And it's the Utopia TV series predicted faking a pandemic so the government could force them to take mandatory vaccinations. And this was just from um, 2013. So the government could force the masses to take mandatory vaccines that end up sterilizing all those who receive them, coincidentally enough. It's, it's kind of like the exact same thing they're doing now. Isn't that amazing? I mean, you, it's just amazing. And here's a, a like a montage of this utopia show and it says utopia is a british a british television series from 2013 that is about a government faking a pandemic and didn't we just realize that this has been faked i mean from that from that gentleman that we just heard from faking a pandemic and maybe maybe it, when it came out of wuhan maybe it really was well i said that from the beginning but i think what it did is it it puttered out it just it wasn't what Satan was hoping for. And I will just give all the credit to God for that. But nevertheless, they had already pushed all their chips in on that. So they had to perpetuate the lie one in one way, shape, or form in order to get that kill shot in us. And so what it just turned into is them calling the flu, COVID-19, the flu, or pneumonia, or any antigens you have from a common cold or from a from a previous flu shot or you know and then, then not only that the pcr test had up to a 93 to 94 percent false positive rate so they knew they were going to have their built-in cases okay and then they just ran with that then that's where we're at so let me read this again. Utopia is a British television series from 2013 that is about a government faking a pandemic so that the government could enforce mandatory vaccines. These vaccines end up sterilizing everyone on the show. In the show, the first day of the vaccinations is called V-Day. Boris Johnson declared the first day of the COVID-19 vaccinations coincidentally as V-Day. So it's just like they're not trying to put this in your face via Hollywood, right? 
Yeah. Yep. I looked it up. This Utopia. And this is straight from their um, their finale, their, their description of their finale for, I guess, the first season. Uh, up until Utopia's finale, it seemed obvious that Kevin Christie spread Dr. Michael Stearns' T-shaped virus to induce mass panic and create a high demand for this vaccine. The trick is that the vaccine won't fight the virus at all, as it carries a more potent virus of its own. Of course, I, I've always said, and this is why people are turning around and testing positive for whatever, but some virus that they're actually putting in you with the kill shot. Not to mention all the other stuff they're doing to you with the kill shot. Rewriting your DNA and, you know, filling you full of nanotech and the curses from the aborted babies that they use them to create and only God knows what else. The virus within the vaccine, a world-changing omnivirus, was created by Jessica Hyde's father. However, the real twist is that the virus vaccine is not going to kill anyone, but the reality is in this case it is. But in this case, they're saying its real effect will be to render each and every one of its recipients sterile such that human population will lose its ability to reproduce for just three generations. Now, um, we've already told you how it's going to make both men and female, men and women sterile. We've already went over that in previous studies openly. It's a sterile. But that's just one of the many fun um, benefits of this kill shot. Okay. In Christie's mind, this is the only way to solve the problem of Earth's already limited resources getting crushed under the ever-rising population. Because Satan cares so much. Next report. Uh, listener sent me this. Vaccine praise with Mount Vernon Heights Congregational Church Senior Pastor Reverend. When the Bible calls, only uses that word one time and it says holy and reverend. Is he referring to God no man should take on that title or woman okay we reverence god we don't reverence men okay because we do tend to reverence men like uh robbie zacharias look where it gets you <laughs> anyway this is troy de cohen my listener said hey uh brother scott check out this link i'm sending you and what the pastor says about the vax youtube made it so the video is only available on his website and you can't find it on YouTube. Of course not. I'm, I'm glad that he sent this to me. I hope it's still up there. It's not very long. It's short but sweet. Um, this wonderful reverend pastor is going to give this little message now to you and his congregation. And on all, I'm. this is mostly for um, the black Christians out there that are on the fence about getting the shot. My name is the Reverend uh, Troy P. DeCohen, and I'm the senior pastor of the Mount Vernon Heights Congregational Church. In the African-American community, many of us uh, have distrusted vaccines, uh, experimental drugs within our community. But I'm going to take the COVID-19 vaccine shot, and I'm going to do it because of the love I have for the people, the love I have for yeah. my community, yeah. the love I have for my family. Yeah. The vaccine is safe. The vaccine is oh, fair. And he's, say, he's saying all this stuff with nothing to back up what he's saying. He's just hoping that you'll trust his heartfelt satanic opinion about this kill shot. And do no research. Don't act like a Berean or the men of Ishakar. Please be ignorant of Satan's devices. Please be destroyed for lack of knowledge. According to Isaiah 4. Just please. be. Uh, just do all those things. Do what the government's telling you to do. Do what your reverend pastor's telling you to do. I'm telling you, cursed be the man that trusteth in man and that maketh flesh his arm and whose heart departeth from the Lord. Jeremiah 17, 5. It's never been more true than it is today, especially about all these devil wolves in sheep's clothing doing this stuff to their congregations. And equitable. The vaccine has a 94 to 95% efficacy. Lies. Efficacy against what? They're not even checking for COVID-19. They've already admitted that openly. F is, total lies with the pit out. Thousands upon thousands are dying and being maimed every single stinking week. He won't tell you about none of that, though. No, no, no. In fact, it is more effective uh, than our flu vaccination that we all take. Which was a garbage joke to begin with as well. 19 has hit. I had, I, I had, like I told you that one story I had, that one uh, patient that had come in, I treated him a long time for 
Oh, it was a car accident when I was back in Fort Myers, and um, his wife came in. We had discharged him. His wife came in, I don't know, a few months after we had discharged him, and, and uh, asked. I asked him about the patient, and um, this gentleman, and she said, oh, he's dead. I'm like, what? Yeah, he, he got the flu shot, and he died the next day. Which is pretty common. It's very, very common in nursing homes. This COVID shot, this kill shot, though, this is on a whole other level. Because they're writing your DNA and doing all the other stuff we've mentioned. So, again, he's just hoping that you're going to trust in man and not do your homework and not be a good Berean and be ignorant of Satan's devices. That's what he's hoping. And the vast majority of Christians are doing that exact thing. I hate to say it, and I don't want to judge them, but they are doing that. Instead of acting as protectors of their church and laying down their life for their sheep, no, 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 we're hirelings. We have no love for the sheep, just like the Bible talks about. We're doing it for the hire, for the money, or the prestige, or to fall in line with the government, <laughs> whatever their motivations are. Black community, the hardest. I know of families that have been wiped out, men and women who have died alone yeah. in the hospital bed because yeah, they because they were put on a ventilator. They they never if they did have COVID nineteen, they should have never been put on a ventilator, even though they've never isolated it. They most likely just had a bad flu. They had all kind of other comorbidities. The vast majority of deaths have been in nursing homes. They had one foot on a banana peel and one in the grave all kind of other comorbidities, and it was that one last thing where they would expose them to the flu, essentially, and then, oh, you got COVID. Oh, well, now we'll put you on a ventilator and really kill you really quick because it's contraindicated in that case. Those are the people that are dying. It's not from COVID, most likely, not from what I can gather. Families could not even go in. But do you realize, do you see how this devil is, is, is just trying to just do every possible thing he can do to con job you into getting this stinking kill shot? I wouldn't want to be in his shoes when I stand before God. I'm not saying I'm perfect, but I wouldn't want to be in his shoes. In order to say goodbye, <laughs> heartbroken, this has to but stop. But see, the kill shot's going to save us. And in order for this to stop, it takes all of us to participate. It takes all of us to, to take the call. It'll never stop if we keep going along with what they're saying. They're saying you're going to still have to wear the mask once you get the kill shot. If you survive that, you'll be, or if you survive the second one and the third one, it'll never end. Ever. They've openly admitted they're bringing, they're using the COVID-19 scamdemic to bring in the global great reset. They've already admitted all of it. Bragged about it. Klaus Schwab. That's the only and, and to put it, get us all on UBI, kill all the jobs off, get everybody on universal basic income, which will be tied to taking your vaccine shots. And this devil and legions of devils like this pastor, this reverend, are just more than happy to put out Satan's agenda. Good Lord, have you no fear of God at all? You have no fear of God at all, devil. You and all your devil ilk. 19 vaccine shot. Oh, you devil. You absolute devil. My name is the Reverend. So, again, he made sure that you couldn't access, find this on YouTube. Evidently, you had to get it through his church site or whatever. Oh, now there's no comments. Before, there were comments below this, but they've got some way of disabling the comments. Imagine that. Imagine that. Boy, I tell you, Satan loves pastors like him. Towing that party line. Killing off his congregation. Man, I'll tell you, if that don't get you fired up, your wood's wet. Here's the actual original press release from his church. I feel sorry for his congregation. I do. Unbelievable. Then we have this. Biden gives $4 billion to who? And Bill Gates for the COVID global COVID vaccine injury compensation program. I didn't think they were going to have this because they're free of liability. But here's the problem. If they don't give any kind of payoffs to these people... They won't be able to keep a lid on this. You know what I mean? They won't be able to keep a lid. But a lot of people, because they're so desperate and they're so horrifically injured from this, will be willing to take that money in order to keep their mouth shut because that's always a condition of taking that money. Okay? 
they never got the kill shot in the first place, they wouldn't have to worry about it. For the past few weeks since the rollout of the experimental COVID-19 messenger RNA kill shot vaccine, we've been told by government health agencies that the massive amounts of injuries and deaths that have occurred just after the injections have nothing to do with the vaccines. I just read you a tiny little part. That document that I put up on the, on contendingfortruth.com, that COVID compilation of deaths and injuries, I'm going to keep updating that. I'm going to keep updating that, I don't know, every week, every two weeks, and make making sure that that thing is really, I mean, there's a lot of stuff I didn't include on there as far as my, my listeners, the, my listeners that are nurses working in hospitals. I need to add all that on there too. But, you know, there's just... <laughs> Man, I, I got a lot on my plate. Just <laughs> put it that way. Um, but I'm going to try to keep updating that. That has been put out. I mean, I'm seeing that around the internet now. So, again, it's not anything that I created other than just taking all the sheer volume of deaths and injuries and putting them in one document. That's it. That's all. I'm not the author of it. I just put it all together. Anybody could have done that. But man, it's getting a lot of uh, it's getting a lot of attention. This goes on to saying, yeah, Joe Biden just recently gave the World Health Organization and Gabby that vaccine alliance, the, which is what Trump gave. Um, he took the he took the money out of the who he gave it to Gabby. Gabby's more directly owned, bought, sold, and paid for by Bill Gates. And Trump acted like it was some big wonderful thing that he did when he was on the absolute spear tip of all this stuff. Anyway, Joe Biden recently gave the World Health Organization and Gabby, the global vaccine organization founded and funded by Bill Gates, a $4 billion pledge for a new COVAX program, which includes a global compensation program for the COVID-19 injuries. I wonder about the deaths. Courtesy of the American taxpayer. So don't worry, you're, you're going to end up footing that bill. In, in an effort to entice poor countries who are skeptical of the new COVID-19 kill shot to distribute big pharma's COVID-19. Because, see, they want to be an equal opportunity employer and kill all the other people in all the other companies, countries, too, because they need to die as well. Okay, so, you know, they're, they're, their hearts are in the right place. I think it's very, very apparent in, in all that. Um, go ahead and just play this video here. And this is called Proactive Solutions, the Unemployment Crash, Housing, and Food Crisis Sweeping America. Uh, this, I think this guy is, I don't play a lot of his videos because he is so doom and gloom. I mean, I can't even hardly, but he does say a lot of good stuff here. You never hear about God, ever, okay? But I will say a lot of the, what he does cover is, is good information, but it's just very, um, <laughs> you're never going to come away from one of his videos you know, feeling, wow, man, I, I'm, I really have a lot of hope there. I feel good. And I feel like there's some other things out of here. But um, I, I will say it's good information overall, though. Let me go ahead and start this. The Russian president is warning that the world risks another global conflict as the entire world goes through another economic cycle of crisis events or financial collapse. There is a biological threat lockdown measures being enacted all across the entire globe and let me tell you things look disheartening and it's easy to see what is happening right now and say you know what there is just so much bad going on i don't know how i'm going to ever get ahead and then you will have cancel culture come out and find a what sounds like a legitimate reason for you not to be prepared they'll tell you things like that's just focusing on the negative that's just scaremongering but let me tell you if someone needs to know why they need to put on a seatbelt and they look for research statistics on uh, car accidents and seatbelt saving people's seatbelt saving people's lives that's not scaremongering that's not fear driven that's reality and in this community and on this channel we are focused on reality there is a problem and there is a solution the problem is all of the bad things going on in the world and the solution is what we can do to get ready. We're going to talk a little bit about that today. I had a comment yesterday from thinking of others. He alerted me and said, Brad, Sarah G down in the comment box has no idea what bartering means. Please let, pe let people know and understand the word and what good trading will become. Thank you. That's a great comment because, you know, we overlook sometimes that we each know how the different cycles of a fina uh, financial collapse or a long duration emergency will take place. And people are already reverting to bartering. Bartering is trading 
for goods or services. It's not having a currency to drive that trade. So if you need something done, and let me tell you an example here, you can't see me, but off to my left, there is a tractor there, and that tractor is not mine. That tractor is a friend and neighbor's Dave, uh, Dave's tractor. We're bartering our time and skill sets and things that we are doing for each other in use for that tractor. That tractor is leveling the area so that we can build the log cabin that we've been telling you about just using a chainsaw sawmill. That's a barter of time, a barter of skills, a barter of different things that are not currency driven. We're seeing an increase all across the world where people are bartering things. Just the other night on our live show, uh, we talked to uh, Patrick, Breakaway Home Center. Recently, we've been talking about bartering between ourselves. He's got some rabbits. Uh, he's got some local people who are doing some bartering. It's just a new, a new way of thinking, a new way of preparing, and a new way of moving forward that isn't driven just by currency. So I want you to explore what you have to offer in barter. You can barter your time. Maybe you can sit for someone else's uh, children while they get something done. Maybe you can barter your skill set. You know how to sew so someone doesn't have to go out and get a new pair of pants. Uh, they don't have to go out and get new clothing. You can mend them and fix them yourself. Maybe you can barter another skill set. Maybe you could barter teaching someone how to can. Then you return that favor. You get the return on that by them giving you something that they can offer. It's, a, it's important to keep a ledger. Make an agreement beforehand. Make sure it's on text or email, something that's easy to go back to because right now as we're facing this ongoing global crisis event, it's easy for people's emotions to become overwhelmed and it's easy to look at what we're seeing and assume that what we think is going to happen is what we should expect. But having something in writing, having something on text, on a sheet of paper that you both sign, on an email, let's each party go back and say, you know what, I did say that I would do that for you. Let's go ahead and get this done. And that's important. So make sure that as you barter your time, your skill, your goods, whatever it might be, you have a clear understanding of what you're going to give and what you expect to get in return. Make sure that both parties have that in agreement written not just verbal. Don't let anyone ever tell you. I had somebody in the last couple of months tell me, we just handshake on things here. And I said, you know what? I don't. And I walked away from the deal. Because if you don't have it in writing, if you don't have it recorded, then that handshake or that word means absolutely nothing. If someone ever tells you that my word means everything, and they're trying to use that as leverage against getting a contractual or binding agreement between you and them, walk away from that deal today. It's not going to be good for you. I hope that answered some of that question, thinking of others. I want to thank you for bringing it to our attention. Boris Johnson, he just effectively re-locked down the United Kingdom. This is concerning for our world because we are going to see what they are calling, what virologists, some doctors, researchers are calling a unending cycle of contagion and lockdown measures that will be needed to control it. This is so bad for our world's economy and I can't even begin to see the fallout from what is happening, but that fallout is going to come. Look at where we're at today. I see posts go up on Facebook where they say, you were having a food drive at this church or this organization on Saturday. By the time Saturday comes and goes, they have hours before they're out of food or they have even sometimes minutes across the country. They'll just run out of food within minutes. They'll have people thanking them blessing them for what they are doing because people are so desperate right now on such hard times that things seem bleak. But you have time to prepare. If you can buy one bag of rice, please buy two. If you can buy th three cans of soup, please buy six. Put it away. Make sure it's something that you and your family will eat and you'll be thankful that you have it. The 12-week gap between uh, what is happening is being called not enough. They're trying to roll out some plans to get these uh, control measures in order. And let me just tell you, I'm concerned with what we're going to see in the next six months. Unemployment, I want to read you an opinion piece here. Unemployment is much worse than you think, and here's why. The problem for many Americans isn't getting a job. It's getting enough hours at decent wages. Top line numbers, this one writer writes, obscures the entire reality of what we're seeing. Eugene Ludwig, a chairman at the Ludwig Institute of Shared Economic Prosperity and former U.S. controller of the currency, we all know that millions of Americans are out of work. 
That's something we've talked about here. We see it happen all the time. I have family members affected. I have friends affected. And sure, they can go and get a $12 an hour job somewhere, and they might be given 20 hours a week, but they're not able to make up what they lost during this financial crisis. And that's part of the obscuring of reality that we see. They used to work 40 hours a week. If they got fired or if they didn't like that job anymore, if they decided to move to another city, they could find another comparable, comparable job in another area, work those 40 hours, still make that rent or mortgage or car payment or child support or just family bills, put food on the table, pay for their power. They could still make those hours. Right now, that is insecure. There's an insecurity there. And what that means is that there is no guarantee. There's not even a uh, legitimate prospect of them being able to make up that money that they're losing. Some industries, we uh, heard from a carpenter yesterday who was talking about his skill set. Some industries are booming. Nursing industries, booming. Other industries, through the roof. But a lot of them, especially people who have spent their entire life in service, hospitality, uh, places that require face-to-face -face contact. Those individuals, and let me tell you, they make up at least 40% of every human you know. They cannot find that comparable job. And they're in a hard time. We know that millions of Americans are out of work, this piece writes. How many and where? For decades, we've been relying on the unemployment rate compiled each month by the Bureau of Labor Statistics. Over the years, the rate of unemployment has become not just a gauge of the health of the labor market, but the most common yardstick that is, is used by policymakers. By this measure, despite what we're seeing right now, things don't look that bad. Sure, they look horrific. Sure, they look like they've never been this bad since the 1930s, but yet still life goes on, doesn't it? We look around and we say, okay, and you'll hear this all the time. They can go get a job. And, and you're right. They can go pick a couple of hours up at Walmart. They can go pick a couple of hours up in a service industry. Why? Because everybody else is leaving those industries because they can't use those wages as a living wage to make ends meet. The person who was a teacher who was a skilled uh, in, a, in a skilled managerial position cannot go to McDonald's and make their bills. And so they're leaving. There's always a spot open. You always want to look out for the red flags of constantly revolving doors. Those revolving doors revolve for a reason. There's a reason you can always get a job at McDonald's. There's a reason Chick-fil-A is always hiring. There's a reason no one can keep a position at Target. They're revolving doors. The positions there don't want to make it prosperous for the public. The only reason we have cheap goods is on the backs of the foundation class. That didn't seem like a problem for the last 10 years, 30 years, 50 years. Today it's a problem and it's going to get worse. Uh, the headline unemployment rate for December, it talks about that. Uh, it only includes people actively looking for work. The so-called discouraged workers who are unsure of how to go about a job search or, or are uh, too discouraged to try anymore, they don't show up. For decades now, the BLS, Bureau of Labor Statistics, has diligently supplemented the headline unemployment rate with additional information uh, geared towards these workers. Things are worse than they seem. It turns out that discouraged workers aren't the only problem with the unemployment rate. In fact, these days, the headline unemployment rate isn't just an undercount. It paints an alternate reality that masks the degree to which low and moderate income people are hurting. Again, something we've talked about right here. Two realities are existing. You have a financial collapse and in some industries a financial boom. You have a housing collapse and a housing boom. You have more people being foreclosed on and evicted than ever before and you have people going out and buying houses at a never-ending rate. These two realities exist, and because they exist at the same time, it bifurcates the entire populace, and they choose which reality they want to believe, rather than understanding that they both exist and they need to be prepared for one to get better and one to get a lot worse, or for both to get worse, or for both to get better. You have to have these plans in order. A moderate income people, they say, are hurting the worst. As a result, policymakers believe that these Americans are better off than they actually are. There are two problems with the way that we count people who are unemployed. First, there's no accounting for how many part-time workers uh, are working, how many hours. Again, something we've talked about. They come off unemployment because they've gotten a part-time job, and now, because they're working four 
hours, 14 hours, 20 hours, they seem like they're no longer an unemployed individual. Why? Because if you look at just the statistic, they are employed. Can they pay their bills? No. Do they need to go to the food line? Yes. Are they going to be evicted? Yes. Is the house getting foreclosed on? Yes. But they're working. And so it allows the people who only want to believe the reality that things are great to say, you know what? It's their own fault. It's their fault they can't find a job that's good enough. And it's easy to sit on a, a seat or a cushion of uh, a booning industry and say those types of things. It's very hard to sit on the other side. There's no accounting for how many hours a part-time worker is working. By the BLS traditional definition, a handyman, a private nurse who works for a single afternoon each week is counted as employed. One afternoon every week. Now they're an employed worker. Our unemployment figures make it look like a person working a handful of jobs or a handful of hours because that's the only work that they can get is successfully or gainfully employed. In practice, this means that the unemployment rate actively obscures how many workers are living in poverty. Again, another thing that we've seen, another thing we've talked about, the obscuring of what reality exists today. There's a reason that all of these cars sit outside of these food lines, and it's not because they want to. It's not because their four hours is worth one bag of oats. It's not because their four hours of their day getting up at 6 a.m. and waiting until uh, 10 a.m. is worth them getting a bunch of bananas and a couple of other small fruit and vegetable items. It's because they don't have enough money to put food on the table. Sure, you're going to find some mismanagement. Sure, you're going to find some corruption. If you can find one place, including all organizations across the world where that doesn't exist, then I'll tell you that you've got a great uh, position to invest in. But it exists everywhere. The time to stop using the unemployment rate as a shorthand for how the economy is doing is here. What are the functionally unemployed? To be clear, the problem isn't the data itself. The survey data compiled by the uh, BLS remains the gold standard. But people are functionally unemployed. It means they're living below poverty, they're living at poverty, but they have a job. They're still getting a, a weekly paycheck, but it's not enough. Many of the people who are watching this video today, because I get approached by people locally, I get approached by people through the internet, through comments, and they say, you know what, Brad, that really spoke to me because I'm struggling and I can't make it through this. And I felt like I couldn't, but through the community, through other commenters here, through the message that is being told, they know that they're not alone and that there's things that they can do to get prepared. If you can buy one bag of rice, please buy two. If you can buy three cans of soup, please buy six. Use these things to your advantage because you're hedging. Even though it, you, you might think stock markets and hedges are a rich man or woman's gain, uh, game, but they're not. They're something that each one of us can do. It's just our levels are different. You and I hedge our bets by buying a little bit of extra rice. You and I hedge our by, uh, bets by buying some security for our house. We hedge our bets by getting an extra garbage uh, garbage can full of dog food. We do these things because that's the level that we can do them. And it allows us to buffer what is coming in the future. The divergence between the official unemployment numbers and functional unemployment is stark. It was bad before this biological threat started. It was bad before the lockdown started before they told people to stay home and we're not going to pay you to stay home, to stay home and we don't care how you can't make your mortgage, we'll just tell you uh, that you know, we'll hold it off for a little bit. We're in a sad state of affairs right now and it is only in our responsibility to remain prepared. Approximately a quarter of Americans looking for full-time work at a livable wage cannot find it. 25% of all Americans looking for full-time work at a living wage, that means if they live, and you can take any city across the country because that's how these, uh, that's how local economies work. So let's just take, uh, let's take Tampa, Florida, for instance, because I grew up there and I know the, know the region. You take Tampa, Florida. Tampa has a common monthly rental amount for an apartment. And this happens everywhere. You can take this to Dallas, Texas. You can take this to California. You can take it to Wyoming. You can take it to Michigan. Every city will have a common cost of living. That cost of living will include their uh, rent. It will include their cost of power. The economy 
based on the jobs that are available to those people in that city reflect the living wage. That person should be able to go work at that local store and put in 40 hours there to pay for their power, pay for their rent. But the fact remains that millions and millions of people, these are the entire foundation class. I say foundation because your house is built on the foundation of your home. It's built on the foundation of that concrete, foundation of that hard ground. The entire world is built on the foundation, the backs of people who aren't able to make a living wage. They aren't able to go and work 40 hours somewhere and have all of their bills taken care of. We have a lot of change coming. This change for the last 30 years said it took two people, a spouse, a husband and wife. They both had to work 40 hours just to scrape by to make ends meet. There are more people suffering than there are people thriving. And that's a problem for the entire world. That's a problem that shows you the worst is yet to come. So just, you know, pretty good, solid advice there. And I kind of wanted to add, like end this on more of a proactive note uh, regarding that. So uh, that's all we have for today. And God bless you. And Lord willing, we will see you in the next audio.